Hello, hello. Hey up, what's up, what's good? Que cosa sucede? Ni hao, privyet. Welcome to the Any Given Runway Show. I'm your host, Randall Carlton Green. Any Given Runway celebrates the exploration of new cultures by highlighting some of the most interesting, intellectual, and artistic people in the world. Everyone has a story, each person a scholar. We have a fantastic show for today with a talented guest and our first episode featuring someone from Austria. Gosh, shame on me. It's such a great country. Sorry, Austria, we should have had you on before. But today we feature athlete Sasha Stepan. Sasha competes in bobsleigh and has his sights set for the 2022 Olympic Games in Beijing. Sasha was part of the four-man Austrian team that landed a silver medal at the 2021 European Championships. Sasha took a break from his training to stop by and chat with us about his career. On today's episode, Sasha discusses his training regimen and the muscle groups that he focuses on in order to have a powerful start. Sasha has competed in both the two- and the four-person bobsleigh, and he discusses what he likes about each one. Finally, Sasha reflects on the last year and, and how he's had to adapt his mental focus, his mental mindset, and also his physical training for the games, but also just for life. And he gives us a great and honest response on what he does during periods of uncertainty. And I, I thought it was such a fantastic philosophy. Really, really enjoyed my conversation with Sasha. Just a delightful personality. And his athletic career is on the upswing. And he's destined for success. And I'm excited to watch his journey. Thrilled for everyone to meet him. So let's go ahead and bring on Austrian athlete in the bobsleigh, Sasha Stepan. And let's learn. Growing up, what were the sports and activities that you participated in? Yeah, before I started bobsleigh, I was a track and field athlete. I did there the 100 meter and then a few years after I, ex I decided to do hammer throw and discus and actually I was pretty good there. I reached a lot of national titles in my junior class. Yeah. And then I said, let's try something different. <laughs> yeah. Well, so what was it about bobsleigh that intrigued you? Yeah, I really liked the speed and the feeling of the sled I liked it to watch it in in the TV and everything and for the Olympics and then someday a guy texted me so my pilot texted me if I want to comes once to train with them and then I said yeah for sure I'm open for everything yeah and so I decided okay let's start this adventure <laughs> yeah so when you started what were some of the things that surprised you the most about bobsleigh it's like you don't see how much work it really is in the background. It's a lot of self-made work, a lot of hard work, and it pays off. I like to like to be fast and the forces and the sled and everything. It's not like a, a sport everyone can do because it's very hard with the bumps or hits or sometimes you also crash, but it every, actually it every went well. Was there anything from your previous time in athletics, for instance, hammer throw that helped you out in bobsleigh? Oh yeah, sure, with the informant actually, because it's, to getting in, in the sled, it's, it sees on the TV easier than it really is. You have to be very focused and you have, you should know what you have to do. And that helped me a lot because in hammer throw, you also should know where your feet are because otherwise the, the hammer is in the net. <laughs> yeah. I know you've got your mindset on Beijing Olympics next year. So for you now, what's an average training day like? Yeah, we train now every morning a gym session for like three, three and a half hours. Then we have a bit of pause to have lunch and relax a bit. 
And then in the afternoon, we do a sprint training. It's also like three to four hours. It takes such a long day. It's like normal work, but it's, it's such a nice job. When it comes time for the lifting and the weights, what are the, the body parts that you really focus in for bobsleigh? Uh, actually, it's the most important thing is the legs and the right. core strength because you need the core to get the speed on the sled and onto the ice because when you have a weak core then you you're running like a, a potato sack <laughs> we have to be very powerful and also very fast mm-hmm. and you have to find a good trainer who sees how each athlete acts because not everyone needs the fast some needs more power to get faster some needs more sprints to get faster and they for a lot of guys, right, it's the whole joke is don't skip leg day because it's not as fun, right? We all like to do bench press and upper body stuff. So at times, leg workouts aren't as fun. So did you enjoy leg workouts before? Oh, yes. I really loved leg workouts okay. because I saw such a lot of progress of my legs, how big and powerful they can be when you do it. And I was really never the type for upper body. I I did it because it wasn't a training plan, but I didn't have that much motivation when upper body was, but when legs were, was on the plan, then I was like, yeah, legs again. I can go on the limits and even higher. <laughs> Love that. I know over the last year, you haven't been able to train quite as much. Probably there were times where you're wondering what was going to happen. So how did you handle the emotional challenges of knowing things were on hold and, and all just the, the challenges that came with it? Yeah, we actually had the challenge also before the race starts. So we tried to work a bit how we can handle and do deal with it. We tried then make a few trainings with face mask or keep distance to other people because that's how in the season it's like because everywhere wants to have to wear the face mask. And we said, yeah, okay, that we are not angry or pissed when we have to wear it, that we are have when we put the face mask on, that we have a smile in the face because it's not pushing our limits to face mask and actually it didn't change that much because we had a lot of special rules that we can uh, make our training and everything so it was nice a bit sad that there were no visitors and everything but actually when you're in the race you don't hear it You've participated in both the two-man and four-man. So what are the main differences between the two? And is there one that you prefer? Yeah, the two-man is like there is you have to be a very powerful man because it's only you and your pilot and that the sled uh, went fast away. You have to be very powerful legs. And then it's only jumping in and waiting and trust, uh, pray that we can come safe down <laughs> yeah and in four minutes like you have three other guys who helps you and in four minutes like you cut a piece of butter through when you got the first impact that's the nicest feeling you can ever have because you see how fast the sled is after 10 15 meters and then you run 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 and then the first one jumps in and everyone is like very smooth in and that's really cool more like the foreman because it's faster you feel the pressure more. It's a bit more exi- uh, exciting also for the w- visitors or when you see it because it's such a long sled and that he makes all the corners and everything. It's really nice. I really love Foreman. Bobsleigh is a dangerous sport and you're going at high rates of speed. 
And as you mentioned, there's not a lot of control. So breaking is very important. So for you, you've got to be intensely focused. So how do you make sure that during the week you're relaxed, which will enable you to be focused during a race? Yeah, I, I actually do yoga to calm down a bit. And in the race, when I have to warm up, I have my own warm up routine where I know, yeah, I need to be focused when we start. And that's actually helping me a lot to get this routine every, every race. And so I'm not that nervous and or I don't make mistakes. A mistake can always happen because you don't know what happened to the other guys or something. But that's actually helping me a lot to calm down and chill before really the race goes. On race day, do you have any specific things that you do to get yourself in the right frame of mind? Any specific habits or, or music that you listen to as well? Yeah, actually, everyone is looking strange at me when I say this, but I never will. I never listen to music when I I have a race because I want to hear the atmosphere, the feeling, or also talk sometimes to other people. Only just a small talk or make a joke. It's also helping me a lot to be relaxed and stay fit. <laughs> When you dream of the future, when you dream of the Olympics, what are the things that you dream about? What are the things that you're on the top of your list? You're like, if this is the utopic thing that can happen, this is what I want. I, well, my actually biggest dream is for the Olympic 22 that we can reach a medal. Mm -hmm. That's really on my top of the list. And actually, after the Olympic Games, I'm really thinking about to start as a pilot by myself and to see if I can make it as a pilot as well to the Olympic Games in 2026. So you have competed internationally through bobsleigh. As you look back on the events and the locations, which are the locations that, that stand out that you enjoyed the most? I know you spent some time in the United States. So what were some of the locations that you loved? I really loved Lake Placid mm -hmm. because I, I've never been there and I really like the American people, how they act. And so because there it's all a bit... Uh, real easier so they are not that strict and uh, not that strict or angry because here in austria some people when you met them on the street they are so angry and arrogant and everything in the us you say to everyone hi and everyone is nice to you and that's really cool i really loved america and i was also very sad about that we couldn't race there this this season but yeah actually i would come back <laughs> When, when you get frustrated during training and you don't necessarily know the answer or you don't know how you can get faster or stronger, what do you do during those times when you don't have the answer? I actually also search for it. Mm -hmm. I really love to search for it and also ask other people what they did in my, when they were in my shoes. And actually, I search a lot when I don't know anything. Who are the people that you reach out to and talk to? Who are the people you ask? Actually, other athletes or also my father, because he is in sports, he is a trainer and everything. He reached a lot. And when I don't know an answer or something, I, I ask him. And when he don't know some, the answer, then he searched with me too. <laughs> what do you feel is the biggest lesson you've learned from the last year? And it doesn't have to be about the boss, like just anything in life that you've learned from the, the crazy year we've had. That I have to be patient. That's the most important thing I have learned to be patient and also trust a bit in the system because you can't change. Yeah, 
with the extra free time that you had? Were there any new hobbies you picked up or anything that you enjoyed? What, what got you through basically the last year? What got you through? Actually, my friends a lot. Okay. So, because my friends, when I'm not here, then I really say when it's for a long time, well, I'm so happy when I've been home to meet my friends or my family again to get down a bit of the sport because you saw the people in the sports like two months and then you're very happy when you can do something with your friends going swimming or actually for a drink or something that's really nice yeah favorite show or movie that you watched during the pandemic oh yeah i actually watched all marvel movies okay everyone also the series i really like them it's so futuristic and everything and uh, it would be so nice when once something could happen we yeah. don't know so what's next for you what is what are the plans and goals you have and the events coming up for you in preparation of the olympics yeah at first um the normal world cup season then the european champs and then it's actually already the olympic yeah, olympic it's amazing how quickly it's going to be here Oh yes, we are now in April and we start the season in October, so no, not a long time. <laughs> Before I let you go, I have to ask, for someone visiting Austria for the first time, what would be your recommendations? I know it's such a beautiful country, it's one of the best places for outdoors, especially skiing. What would be yeah. your recommendations of what they should do, but also what they should eat? Yeah, actually they should uh, visit Vienna once, it's an awesome city, the capital. Uh, yeah, when you come to Austria, then you have to eat and why um, Wiener Schnitzel. Mm -hmm. I did that in Vienna. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that, that's the most important thing. <laughs> when you come to Austria, you have to eat and Wiener Schnitzel, but the real one. <laughs> yeah, we had that at the uh, at the Vienna market, the Christmas market, because it was during Christmas and it was oh, the Christmas perfect. market. Oh, it's yeah. such a nice place. In oh, Winter. it's fantastic! It's fantastic. How can people stay up to date and follow your career? What is your social media, and how can they follow you? On Instagram, actually, there you, they can find me on uh, Sasha Stepan. This was a lot of Thank fun. You. Yeah, it was. It was, uh, it was very nice. I wish you the best of luck. I'll be supporting you and watching you every step of the way. And I look forward to you representing Austria. That's going to be great. That's going to be awesome. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Very nice for me. <laughs> Sasha, this was fantastic. I hope we chat again. Let's, let's catch up later in the year. I'd love to find out how training's going in preparation for the Olympics. And Yeah, sounds good. Perfect. <laughs> Thanks for inviting me. <laughs> Thanks for today, man. Yeah, thank you. Right. See you. Bye. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. Much appreciation to Sasha. Make sure to give him a follow on Instagram as he continues his journey. My new book, Curiosity, is currently available on Amazon. Curiosity celebrates the knowledge that strangers have to offer. Everyone has unique expertise and endless wisdom awaits the perpetually curious. Featuring 200 episodes from the Any Given Runway show, Curiosity explores the diverse lives of athletes, adventurers, and performers. From daring voyages across the Atlantic to unforgettable performances in the West End, Curiosity celebrates the sophisticated thing we call life. Everyone has a story. Each person is a scholar. Thank you for listening. Fill up that passport. I'll see you on the road. Adiento. Randall has become like, you know, New York's favorite son.